Welcome to Becoming the Crown, where we all have gifts and we all have talents that serve the betterment of our community. You will meet researchers, entrepreneurs, mental health professionals, fitness experts, and a host of teens from our community. Embark with us on our journey in becoming the crown. Welcome to today's episode of Becoming the Crown. I'm your host, Hunter, Hunter Keyshawn, and today with me is Michelle Logan. Hi. How are you today? I'm good, and you? I'm excellent, I'm excellent. All right, so Michelle, let's get started. Let's tell, tell the viewers a little bit about, you know, who you are, what you do, and where you're from. My name is Michelle Logan, and I was originally, I was born in Turkey. My dad was military. Then I was raised in Norfolk, Virginia. I started my career as an insurance agent back in 1998. I've done that for over 20 years. I worked for two companies in the community. Then I branched out. I started my own business, Logan Insurance Agency. After doing that for 14 years, I felt like I just did not want to do it anymore. And then I also felt myself counseling and helping others, like consultation that was not related to insurance. And I was doing it for my insurance clientele. So I went ahead and I pursued my master's degree, which was in 2012. And in doing so, um, I received and earned my degree in counseling. And I am currently a clinician. I am in my residency as a licensed professional counselor. I really enjoy what I do for the community. And I do, I guess I wear many hats as a clinician. I am an intensive in-home counselor where I currently service, I provide services for children, adolescents, and teens in the community base. It's a community-based agency, so it's in the community. I also engage and provide services for adults, um, which is called mental health skill building. And now that I'm currently in my residency as a licensed professional counselor, I am doing assessments, initial assessments, and I'm in the making of working as a therapist. So that's what I'm currently doing. I'm job seeking. Mm -hmm. So as a, what was it, mental... Which licensed. one? A licensed professional counselor. So as a licensed that's my that's that's what my residency is in. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so as a licensed professional counselor, when you got into this profession, did you see a need for this in the community? Like, what made you, after you realized that this is what you were going to do, what made you want to go further and pursue it within the community? Well, it goes back to myself. Um, growing up, I went through a lot when my mom and my dad divorced. I was a gifted um, child. I was, you know, honorable student, gifted. I remember when I was in my middle school years and, you know, them divorcing, what have you, I started um, demonstrating behaviors that was uh, a reaction to what was going on. So it was a life change, they, you know, they divorced and I couldn't deal with it, I guess, as a child. So I found myself um, getting in a lot of trouble, right? So, okay, I'm sure, I don't know, but I'm more than sure that there were programs back then um, that would have helped my mom, but 
oftentimes people don't realize that unless you're you have a professional in your household the parents have no idea about these programs so it's like you got to be networked with with a certain person um, or a certain um, organization in order to know that these programs really exist. Also, my father being in the military, he did, um, he served in the Vietnam War. And again, when I was younger, they called it shell shock. And he used to wake up in the middle of the night, choking my mom, you know, different things, different behaviors. And of course, now that I'm older, it's called what? PTSD. So it's, and then I had a friend growing up um, that we lived in the community you know, we knew something was wrong with him. And again, he had a mental health illness and he killed himself. So, you know, a lot of things have transpired and has happened in my life per se, that just made me, okay, they need more people like myself. You know, I could kind of understand and relate to some of these children. And I really, really like dealing more with the children than I do the adults, because I think it starts there. So it's some things that I can probably help or make an impact in their life to where, you know, when they become an adult, they won't do the things, you know, that oftentimes some adults or at the time they didn't get that help. So now they're out of control. So that's what brought me to where I'm doing today. All right. So you like to start them young. So you like to start yes. young. Yes. Yes. Okay. I think it makes more of an impact that when they're younger. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So about the children. So what is it about the children that, you know, you love working with them? Well, again, oftentimes children... They, they need a voice, right? They, they, they want to be heard. And um, I can say when I grew up, you know, you know, my mom was old school. So it was like, you know, I, I'm like, well, why did you say that? You couldn't ask a question if you had to ask a question. Because I said, so, you know, so when, when you have a parent that just shutting you down, you're like, well, okay. Well, okay. Well, then that's what I do. However, when I come in, it's like, I don't have a problem with that. That's one of the skills that I teach. No, it's okay to express your unwanted emotions. It's, exp it's okay to express your feelings and thoughts. You just need to do it in a respectful manner. Um, again, I'm dealing with children with mental health illnesses as well. So it's, it's oftentimes it's some behaviors they don't know how to cope with. And I go in and I assist with that, link them to other providers in, in the area as well. Right. That's really, really good. So Crown and Scepter works with children as well. So I want to ask you, how have you volunteered with Crown and Scepter using your skill set to help the children in this program as well? You say, how have I? Yes. Okay. Well, I actually did a resiliency PowerPoint presentation for some young ladies and in what's going, okay, so now we're in COVID, now we're in the pandemic. Um, I really believe now is much, much more of a need because the children are being isolated, I feel anyway. The children are not socially engaging, which is unhealthy. So back when I did that, when you're a child or when you are a young adult, um, they don't have the, sometimes, I'm not saying they don't, sometimes they don't have the skill based um, far as if something happens, a traumatic event and somebody passed away, whatever the case may be, oftentimes they don't know how to deal with that. You know, we have to teach these skills to our young adults so that way everybody is going to go through something in their life. It's how you cope with it is what matters. Yes. So. Um, I, when I did this presentation uh, for Crown and Scepter, I realized that many of these young adults actually, they, have some, they express their similarities um, into you know, what I was talking about. Like, let, let's, say, let's say this, um, in school, there's a lot of what? Bullying and peer pressure. Yeah. With that being said, I know of many instances, 
in our community in the Hampton Roads area where these young adults, they have, they have committed suicide. And that's very prominent in our area. I mean, because at, at the end of the day, this social media, you know, bullying and things that people say, you don't understand what you do to people when you do that. And, and some people can't cope with that. So, you know, especially the young folks, they don't know, okay, well, you know, I don't want to go tell my parents. I don't want to feel like um, I'm a punk or whatever they say these days. But, you know, it's not about that. It's okay to express to someone that I'm not feeling good or, you know, this person said X, Y, Z to me, you know, reach out. I, for example, I, my son, my he's 16 years old now, but when he was in middle school, he was being bullied. You know, he, you know, dressed very well and he, he spoke different. And, you know, of course, the children, they kind of um, joked him for that. And he came to me, you know, and I was like, well, listen, you know, I understand what you're saying. You know, tell the teacher because that's what the teacher is there for. Well, he did his job. He told the teacher and then the teacher did nothing. Wow. So by the time I get a phone call from the principal, he had already, you know, did something inappropriately in which I don't agree with. But I'm like, well, you know, we have to have certain protocols. We have to y'all have to know that, you know, children are out here doing these things and it's, it's not acceptable. It's not OK. You know, so when you're being taunted and when you're being bullied, once you tell your teacher something needs to be done. So um, when I was working as when I, I'm sorry, when I was doing a presentation for Crown and Scepter, I I enjoyed the fact that these young ladies was receptive to hearing what I had to say. Also giving me feedback of the things they have experienced. Uh, we also did an activity at toward the end, which was um, a vision board. So, you know, that was nice because some of these ladies, were, young ladies were actually, I can see them going that path, like, you know, whatever, a house or, you know, my degree or uh, self-esteem. You know, these are different things that matters. So when I seen the vision board, I'm like, oh, okay. And I mean, it, it's kind of, it, it was very impressive because, you know, you never know, because I didn't know these young ladies, so you don't know what young people think. And I was like, oh, okay, they're awesome. So it just spoke volumes for me. I felt like I did something. For me, if I make a little impact for one person, that's that's enough for me. Right. So, yes. So within my community, we all are fighting, I'm not gonna say our own battles, but we all have different things that we're going through. And that's a big part of mental health, right? Absolutely. So. To my generation, what would you, what advice would you give to us as far as mental health and dealing with the different things that we may be going through? Well, the advice I will give is to not allow whatever you're going to to dictate your future. We all are going to go through something. Um, again, it goes back to being resilient. It's how you cope with it. It's how you deal with it. How you're going to get yourself out of it. Um, I can go on and on and on um, for myself, even though, yes, you are a young man, but for myself as an adult, when I was in a situation, I mean, because some things are unexpected. You know, people think because you're a professional, you don't go through anything. But for myself, when I my husband was sick with cancer and when, when I lost my husband, I, I had a little moment to where I had to take a step back and do some self-care myself. So you never know what it is and, and you know, what situation is going to be that will kind of take you into a different realm of life. It's just, again, you need to reach out to whomever you feel comfortable talking to, whether that's your parent or friend. Um, now, if a friend is gonna give you some bad advice, then I, I mean, cause again, you, you're a young man. So if a friend is gonna give you some bad advice, I definitely would not tell you to do that. But oftentimes talking to a parent is good. 
um, talking to a community leader, a pastor, you know, so reach out to whoever you think you need to reach out to, but talk about it. Because when you isolate yourself, other things are going to transpire. Okay, so let me say this. As a teen, as a young adult, sometimes, and I'm pretty sure I can speak for my generation when I say this, we get uncomfortable about opening up and expressing how we feel about certain things, right? So if that's a problem and, you know, we don't really feel comfortable opening up, what steps can we take to kind of start developing that confidence and that comfort level to open up and to really get the help that we may need as far as our mental health? Well, with that being said, um, there's various uh, skills that you can do. Um, one thing you can do before, because at some point you're going to get to the point where you need to tell somebody, you know, hopefully anyway. Um, oftentimes some kids don't get to that point and something traumatic happens. However, you're going to talk to somebody. <laughs> you, you, I, I, I honestly, no matter who you are, you're going to talk to you may not be comfortable talking to an adult, but you're more than likely going to talk to a friend, a peer, right? Or you can also talk to your school counselor. Another thing you can do is write it down. You know, often just don't bottle it in. Whatever it is, you write it down first, but you're going to talk to somebody. I, I really honestly, I don't believe that you're not going to talk to anybody. Somebody, you're going to talk to a peer. You're going to tell a peer something. These are certain things that as a young adult, you know how peers are, oh, well, don't tell you know, my mom that I said X, Y, Z. Now, you know better. So if it's at the end of the day, if the child is saying they're going to do what harm themselves or someone else, you need to do what? Tell so their parent right. or tell another adult. Right, right. And Crown Acceptor has definitely helped with that. It's an outlet for us to all come together and just talk. Right. And that's pretty much where it starts. It's just talking. You can't get the help if you don't. Communicate. Right. Communicate. communicate. It's called effective communication. Effective communication. It's, it's hard to tell, so it really depends on um, the person. Mm -hmm. um, when you say that, um, you know, you're not comfortable, you know, young adults are not comfortable, talk, but you're going to tell a friend. Mm -hmm. that's, what's up. that's really, 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 really informational. Michelle, so let's take a little turn because we're coming to a close, and I want to ask one little bonus question to kind of just end it all right, right it's very very i'm pretty sure we could tie it back into the topic okay but let's let me just ask you let me ask and see where it goes if you had a choice between two superpowers invisibility or flying which one would you choose and why hmm invisibility or flying yes okay flying okay, okay flying flying I had to think about it but flying and the reason why I said flying and, and let's be clear I am scared to fly I will fly but I'm scared to fly but it it would allow me to reach limits that I wouldn't think or expect that I can accomplish um when you fly you know how they say reach for the stars yep. I don't know am I reaching for the stars the moon the clouds you know so I'm flying <laughs> right so it, to me, it gives me um, a range of options, uh, a, a wide span of options of things that I can do and accomplish. And that's what, you know, what when you got, that was a good one. <laughs> because I often say, Michelle, you can't help everybody. Like, I really stretch myself thin, and um, even with Crown Scepter, uh, 
oftentimes I'm called and um, or text and I'm asked to do something. And before I even look at my planner, I'm saying yes, which is not fair, right? But that's just me and my passion of wanting to do what, reach out and do something in my community for someone um, that has a great purpose to help the young adults. So yeah, that is awesome. That That's something that I see myself doing. Um, even with the flying aspect of it, um, it's inspirational because I, I'm going to help. And, and even for myself, um, I just don't, you just don't know where you're going to end up at, but yes, definitely flying because I want to help everybody. Right, right, right. You heard it yourselves, folks. Michelle, Miss Michelle <laughs> Logan, <laughs> we are coming to a close on today's episode. So I would like to thank you for coming and being on the show with us today. Thank you for the opportunity. And we would definitely love to invite you back again another time. And you all will definitely see her again as she is becoming the crown. Thank, thank you. you volunteer because I can give my time. Time is the greatest gift because it's all we have and it's not guaranteed. Hi, I volunteer because I love putting a smile on someone's face. I volunteer because so many people have poured into my life and it's only right that I pour into others. I volunteer because our community needs us. We have to give back. I volunteer because our children is our future and we have an obligation to be there by any means necessary because they are our legacy fulfillers. I volunteer because as a troubled teen, I wish there were many professionals who made this stuff readily available in our community for my mother. I volunteer to show love and support to our students show them that they have someone in their corner. I volunteer because I love empowering youth and giving back to my community.